0: Learn more at marines.com.
2: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Mark Higashi and uh, Joe Gata sits in also. He was at the shop when we did the interview. This one's about performance tackle. Um, Performance tackle is a shop, when I got serious about fishing, the first shop I went into uh previous to that i mean i would go to save on uh i think it was jimmy's uh which turned into catch him i think i'm not sure don't quote me but i'm pretty sure i used to go to jimmy's because i worked by there so i'd go there and buy lucky Crafts when i surf fish all the time so th- i used to go there for surf fishing stuff uh anglers marine for freshwater stuff and then when i got into calico i found out uh they were pretty close to me performance and my uncle jim told me hey uh out performance here a great shop so i went in there and i was struggling fishing calico when i first started and i went to mark and i said hey dude what do i fucking do i don't i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) and i still go there for advice from joe and mark and i go to other shops too but i mean uh they're kind of my home shop i would i would say uh and mark kind of put me in the right direction with some sled heads and jerk shads and we took off from there i mean uh I met Joe there. I mean, he I was a customer, and I just started talking to Joe. And I said, hey, man, you want to come on the fucking podcast? And, you know, me and Joe became, I, I consider him a good buddy. And, and uh, it's cool meeting all these great people, you know. And I think Mark and Joe are two amazing dudes that do something cool. So uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, go check out Performance. Uh, I think I might be hanging out at the booth at Fred Hall this year. So come check us out, too. We're going to have shirts. And uh yeah, man, I hope you guys like this one. The new year's been great. We did four podcasts already. I'm stoked. Uh we're at the new studio, Spot eighty eight sixteen. This one was not recorded there. This one was on site. So uh everything else except for some stuff that's coming up is gonna be recorded at uh spot eighty eight sixteen. If you guys are into the industry at all, you need any kind of uh pre production, post production done. They do everything full service studio. Uh it happens to be a buddy of mine I grew up with, and he lets me use the space, and I just engineer it myself. So uh, support them, follow them on Instagram, follow Performance Tackle, I'm sure you already do, and uh, give us five stars if you can. Leave a, leave a cool review. I'd appreciate that, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Next week, I think, is going to be Lloyd Gomez from Subsurface, and I think he breaks the record for the length. I think it's three and a half hours long. Great podcast. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one. We'll see you next week. Now we get to start our podcast.
3: Ooh, (laughs) there we go.
2: (laughs) Um, So Mark, I met before I did the podcast. So I came in here one day trying to figure out how to uh, (coughs) cat. When I first started calico fishing, this is probably two, three years ago, I'd fish Crystal Cove a lot and I could never catch a fish in the kelp. From the beach, I could, couldn't could in the kelp, so I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Ooh, so I, knew I, Nick, I knew
1: Nick pre-podcast. <laughs> pre-podcast. Pre, well, you pre-famous knew, guy. No,
2: I'm not famous. <laughs> you knew my uncle. My Don't uncle lie. told oh, me oh, to yeah. come here. So my uncle yeah. Jim's always said, Jim's, I got to performance, I got to performance, and I used to go to Jim's others. been coming in for yeah. a long time. So uh, he told me to get, which is my go-to calico bait, a sled head and a jerk Ooh. shad. Can't, Can't go works, wrong. So you, you cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. So that's kind of how performance came about and it's funny because joe was one of the first podcast because same thing i came here to buy something and joe we were talking i'm like hey you want to come on the podcast because i didn't know anyone and joe's like all right cool yeah, yeah. And, but you were the first he was one, the first run like the first one of the 10. first yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. i think i'm number yeah 10 or yeah 11 or because something. seth came on I, first uh-huh. and
2: i think you talked to seth and said so like oh yeah it was fun like we just shot yeah. the shit mm-hmm. but um then we went and fished yeah we That's don't, fun. yeah, I've, I've fished with Joe a lot, actually, of all the guests, probably more than usual, you know? So yeah, we got to get out.
1: Yeah. Like but let's hear about the history of Performance Tackle. The history of Performance Tackle.
2: Yeah. I'll oh. turn that down, Joe. Up. Up? Oh, you want to go higher now? Yeah. Oh, history. I can't hear myself. Well, uh, let's talk about when you decided, so the old shop was across the street?
1: Yeah, we, um, I opened up the old store. Uh, in ninety four, nineteen ninety four. So we've been in business, what is our twenty twenty fifth year? Um how old were you then? I was 14, 22, 23. Really pretty young still just started mm, yeah. opening a tackle shop. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah From the ground up this wasn't like a
1: uh I didn't buy the store, have, yeah. no. I, I did work for um I used to build rods for West Coast Tackle. Okay. Which was here in Los Alamitos on the other side of town and got an opportunity to um uh, open uh, open my own store. Mm-hmm. I actually had a, a partner, Mike Scott. And uh, for the first uh, three years, we were partners. And then, you know, we went our separate ways. He got, you know, he got into other things. So mm-hmm. I kept on with the store and it's just like, All water under the ridge Look at you, just trying to blow over the whole fucking thing. The
2: (laughs) whole story. Wait, 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 wait! wait. I opened up a store. Now, yeah, we're here. We're here. Twenty twenty. I mean, just just happened. You
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Time goes by so fast. I don't want to. I don't want to bore anybody with the details. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) It's retail, you know. Yeah. Well, back then
2: was just. Was it only freshwater bass or did you do everything?
1: No, we were still, we were, we're primarily a custom rod shop. That's what we've always been. Um, You know, everything that we have in the store, the merchandise is because of the, the, the custom fishing rods. Yeah. Uh, Without, without that, I don't, you know, we wouldn't have the tackle. You know, it's, it's weird because the custom fishing rods now are, as far as like the business side are a small percentage of the total business, but it's still a huge part because it's such a, you know, it's such a service oriented and very niche thing for our customers. So, um, you know, that's how we've been able to stay in business, you know, do for you 25 years?
2: But when you started, did you, uh, open the shop by going, I kind of wanted to be a primarily like a custom rod shop more than a tackle shop. When you opened up the
1: shop. Well, I mean, I wanted to balance. I mean, obviously I, I like to fish. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I, didn't want to have to buy my tackle from any <laughs> place else. I might as well sell it too. Yeah. Um, uh so I mean I, I knew to have a, a business you just couldn't you I mean you you can't just do I think custom rods um as far as, you know, just a rod shop um and you know, build volume and grow a business because it is it is super niche. Mm-hmm. You know, you and, and then you always end up branching out. I mean, you know. It's growth you know you want to grow it's it's really it's really hard because it is such an, a niche market you know it's very specialized um but the, the tackle side has helped us you know grow and to get in other markets and then you know yeah. fishing everything growing up fresh water salt water um and then you know bring in those products uh in the in the store you know balance between the you know everything
2: you which know. I feel like you've done open doors for a lot of these companies by bringing these products in. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of, uh, I mean, you've seen these these Instagram names, kind of like, if you if you go and look at, okay, who's big? People love to follow. You got Justin Reynolds. How long has he been coming in He's been A long time. Okay uh
1: Chris Lillis. Yeah. Okay, all know, these guys know those guys you know, from, you know, a, from a long They're time little, ago. Yeah. right young. Yeah. All, every mean, everybody. I mean all the guys have been the Mono like, Days for bass. Yeah, the <laughs> non-spectra <laughs> back in the day. So yeah, you I know? mean it's cool because
2: you not only have you known them but you've seen their, their them grow. You have like ritual in here. You have kicker, yes. you have Warbeats, cool the local baits, guys, everything, yeah. you know. All the
1: local the company, the local companies. So
2: you've had a big influence I feel like on Southern California fishing. Like,
1: especially Calico. Uh, I'm, I, I, I I mean, I, even Freshwater, too. You have, I mean... I, I don't feel like that. I'm just trying to, you know, offer information and product. I'm just hey, a humble guy, you know. cut the shit and stop me fucking humble, okay? <laughs> Pull that Humility. dick out, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I just cool. know, I mean, you know, know Everyone it's, knows you're humble and you're yeah, cool, but... It's just sharing that information and, you know, guys like you. For instance, when you came in here, you know, we could have just blown you off, but I'm mean, it's like like hey i wanna I want to get into this and we want to give you that information which gives you that Stoke which drives you it's like well this is a really this fishing's really cool because I mean fishing's kind of has been kind of losing out to a lot of other things here I mean California can do a lot of different yeah. things yeah you know with all the closures we've been facing facing over the last 10 15 20 since I've been in business you know mm-hmm. it's not like it's it, it it's like we've got any new areas, everything's kind of getting more losing. We're losing ground, you know? Um, but it's, it's kind of neat. Because of social media, seeing the kids come in now and they're getting stoked and there's new generations of, of, of kids coming up rather than, you know, the older guys. Yeah. You know, so it's really refreshing to see that and then passing on that knowledge to, to the younger generation, you know. But not only that, I feel like you give people
2: a chance too to like, if they start a company, I'm sure it's hard as shit to get into a tackle shop if you want to do something and you give a lot of people chances. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I like mean, in, I,
1: I don't look at it as it a. Cha- I look at it as like, wow, that's a. <laughs> I look, it's it's a cool product. I mean, I, I want to use it, and it, but and you, then when you you,
2: you you keep your your eyes open to that, you know what y- I'm saying? No, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm not like, going to shit on other tackle shops and say they don't, but
3: yeah, I I like
1: uh, to find cool little nichey, yeah, you know, different baits. I mean, there there's a lot out there. There's there's it's pretty overwhelming. So yeah, you know, but dealing with the local guys that come in, you know, it's it's pretty cool. You know, to see them grow as well, you know. And when you uh started like the
2: tackle shop, so it was West Coast Tackle? I didn't it? start that. I, I actually oh, did that. No, uh, you started I, working. I, I, I there. built
1: built rods for them primarily. So how old were you when you got into rod building? <sighs> Probably I eight, nine years old. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Time. I just I had a my dad used to my parents are from Hawaii, so they basically hunted and fished so it was a big part of their life. Um, and, uh, growing up, uh, my parents bought a cabin up in Crestline and I fished trout, crappie, catfish. Um, and as I got older, you know, in my like, you know, early teens, um, you know, tw- I remember being able to go to the pier, you know, I remember taking the bus down the to the pier fishing, um, and how I got started in rods is we had uh, our rods, they'd break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I'm out of rod. It's yeah. like, so I need to figure out how to fix it because I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember my, my dad's, um, or my dad, sorry, my, my friend's dad would take us. That's my dog, Sonny. Gosh. <laughs> 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 it's fine. We have dogs on the podcast yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, you know, uh, he'd take us to Fisherman's Hardware in Long Beach. He'd go, you know, he'd go next door, get, some, get a, a schooner and, and you know, special. <laughs> Sounds and, fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And he'd leave us <laughs> it, it, next door. And, we, and, you know, and I, 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 found, I remember seeing these old flex coat rod building books. And, you know, they had a lot of cool stuff in there. And I'm like, man, I'm going to fix my fishing rod. So it's kind of how I started. I kind Just of reading it books off. kind of. Yeah. Doing and, it that and, way. and then, um, I actually got my first job at Fisherman's Hardware in my early teens as a summertime job. I'd get dropped off down there in the summertime. Um, and, uh, that was, uh, gosh, 13, 14, 15 years Dude, old, really wow. early. Yeah. Um, and then that's from there, you know, I, I started doing it out, uh, um, at home. Um, I remember I'd bring a bunch of rods home and go snowboard all winter <laughs> and build rods, <laughs> like do piece work. And then I had an opportunity to open this store performance tackle in 94. Okay. So, and it's just been a fun. So then um,
2: <laughs> you never, so you've been, I mean, you're kind of specializing that you're known
1: for wrapping rods. Yeah,
2: Rods. Never had a line, never you did know, like a performance or, line. No, of rods? We
1: we never did that. You know, I thought about doing the production stuff and a lot of companies do, but yeah, you know, it, a custom rod's a custom rod. It, it's it's a tailored suit. You know, you get to interact with the per. You know, the people coming in. You ask them questions about what they're doing, what they're fishing. Um, I mean, there's so many different blanks out there and components and 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 you know the 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 you know putting it together and also you know that the thread colors, which is the custom part of it. But um, you know, there's there's so much you can do as far as you know different rods for different people and it's a very very uh hands-on customer interactive type of you know uh i guess what's the word for it um can't think of it um interaction our personal mm-hmm. thing almost because very just, yeah, personal yeah and everybody fishes differently yeah. too so you know in talking to different customers you learn you know i'm trying to get you know i'm figuring out like you know how they're fishing and what they're doing and um and then you know digging into my knowledge in the back of my head of what rod would work for that, you know, like what line, what lure you're using, what leader, where are you fishing? You know, what are you fishing for? Um, you know, what reel? I mean, these are all important things because it's basically uh, um, it's a, it's a, com- it's a combination of, of, you know, the reel, mm-hmm. the rod, the line and the lure, um, you know, to, to work um, in balance to catch fish. So, and with every species, there's different set of tools, different set of rules. Yeah. Um, So, um, you know, figuring that out out for the customer and then, you know, ultimately building something for them that's specialized for what they're doing and the way they fish. Yeah.
2: When do you think it really started taking off, like, rod building for you? Because, I mean, from, like I said, I'm such a noob. I know things already because I kind of, people will tell me about them, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Other guests I've had on, oh, Mark, 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 you know? So when do you feel like, oh, man, this is, like, something really fucking cool. Like, it started taking off. I mean, you know?
1: every, it's kind of interesting because I've, I've always built rods. So mm-hmm. everybody's kind of known me from when I worked at Fisherman's Hardware back in the day. Then when I was doing stuff for West Coast Tackle, they were doing a ton of rods and then opening the store. So as far as you know, if the, the question is when did it ever take off, it's it's always taken off my whole life because that's all I've ever done was, you know, going out on the, the half-day, three-quarter-day boats and, you know, guys would say, you could, you know, I'd ask if I could pin it. They're like, no, don't pinhead. Just come out and fish because you're going to build me a rod. Okay. So I was a kid that never got thrown in the bait tank or, you know, stuck in a gunny sack <laughs> or, or you know, super crab pinch on the, <laughs> like old school days, you know, or had to scrub because I'm like, they're like, dude, could you I make got me run? Did you get it.
2: your balls busted really bad then? Oh, yeah.
1: that Yeah, me and Joe were just talking oh, about yeah. yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I feel like back nowadays back day, you, you can't do that. You no, you can't. They still do it. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but
0: like. <laughs> I guess for a generation time, yes. it's, it's like real hazing. but yeah. No,
1: like, back day it was brutal. Brutal. <laughs> but scary. It was, it was yeah. part of
2: it. That's why, yeah, that maybe.
1: Fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what builds
2: character, though, too. Yeah. Like getting your balls busted yeah. and, like, not getting your, fi- not get your feelings yeah. hurt, right? Yeah. It's just so, I mean, that's it. Because yeah. <laughs> both, I mean, Joe, too, you worked on boats, too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 He kind of blew over that in his episode a little bit. Very <laughs> humble, too. <laughs> These two humble guys over here. Huh? <laughs> I just bounced around a lot. So, <laughs> so the uh, rod building, you, were you ever approached by companies that kind of help design or anything like that actually for them? you know
1: well just recently uh doing stuff with justin for ritual mm-hmm. um you know i actually helped um as far as like build you know build the rods and cosmetics and actually there are one series basically kind of looks like a performance tackle yeah, rods <laughs> yeah because the way we do the first guide fade and and then they sent sent it to production and that's the way it is so i looked. so at you kind of helped and, on that one and hmm was that fun for you? Yeah, it's always. Yeah, fun. I mean, like yeah, it's, it's kind of something. You know, yeah, it's it's cool, and then you know, of course, you know, me and Justin have been friends forever, and, and helping yeah. him out too. So as far as you know, it's like, hey, could you could you know help us out on how to build handles and then stuff like that? So I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see the the shop influence on you know on the on the rods. Yeah, so, and I've seen it in other places too like hmm that kind of looks like our stuff (laughs) hey i'm sure that happens a lot in the tackle industry right yeah (laughs) uh, you know what are they what's the word for it um
2: compliment Uh, yeah it's it's basically a compliment yeah but it's hard to to i mean even with the swimbait thing it's like now that i look into it more i've done a lot more guys it's like it's it people knock each other off pretty easily huh
0: oh
3: man
2: i mean it's crazy and i'm sure you've seen it from the get-go huh like Cause you you're big into swim baits too, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> drinking water. Uh oh, but but um, yeah, I mean you you were around when the whole swim bait. Yeah, I mean came. I I've
1: seen a lot there too. Yeah, on the fresh water water side of stuff. So and salt too. I
2: mean, yeah, having, yeah. You know, you kind of uh, Ben came up in the conversation a lot when people go. Then this guy Mark introduced me to. You know eric ben or who you know
1: yeah so you kind of were around when everyone's really fishing calico hard too, yeah right? yeah yeah see see you know seeing the first sdba stuff yeah uh, you know grow and you know kind of shift and change and, and baits you know, and i mean yeah. you know yeah. these baits come yeah. through weedless yeah. first come through yeah. the weedless baits yeah yeah you a know, lot did of you ever
2: get into bait making
1: um not not really i no. mean so this business is <laughs> a lot of work I'm, oh just because you've been so focused yeah on the the, small retail business i don't you know fishing tech selling <laughs> shoes whatever when i mean how much do you fish now not enough <laughs> 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 you know i mean it's it's tough because it's you know here we are in in december and you know i'm i'm fishing a little more mm-hmm. um because i have the time um but when you have the time you I have to also think about prepping the shop for when we're really busy because it's like no time yeah you know it's hard to get away and 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 enjoy and go fishing because we got i have to make sure that stuff's you know filled in and ready to go for our customers and our season's really short and it's 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 a super drastic swing so you have to be on top of it and prep for it and that's why i always try to push i know it's got to be a hard business to go to the local
2: tackle shop when you can Especially, yeah. I mean, it's nice to be able to go to hashtag tackle support warehouse. your yeah.
1: local tackle shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you you think, do you think you think internet kind of affected the business at it, all? It uh, It affects everybody's business as far as brick and mortar. Um, could you tell when you like when you it know, started to happen? Could you tell, like, tackle warehouse or like you something know? Like honestly, that? we've still been able to grow. You know, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, it got pretty pretty bad there, like in 2007, mm-hmm. two thousand seven or two thousand. Eight two 2009 things kind of you know the whole housing market so all the yeah um you know all that that fun money went away mm-hmm. so but we made it through we're still here i've seen some businesses come and go around us that have been business a long time like there was a denny's across the street it's <laughs> denny's yeah <laughs> gone <Right? laughs> you know there was this restoration fire restoration company you know in this in this uh uh, in this building and they'd been in business for over 50 years gone yeah. you know this whole center we're in it's changed over there's only two of us that have been here since you know since 06 so that's crazy you know, it's pretty crazy the business well, you moved here in 06 and you, how yeah. long
2: were you across the street for uh
1: we were across the street for what 12 years wow yeah yeah uh, was it smaller i don't, I don't yeah know it was about. small it was uh uh like 1200 square feet how big is it down here it's 2,500 feet. Yeah, d- double, double in size. Wow.
2: Yeah. Did you just make that jump because at lease was up, or you're like, I need dicks, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were growing. Okay. Um, I needed to move. It's kind of the landlord wasn't wasn't all that great over there, so you know we needed to get out, and and so this the opportunity to move across the street here was really cool because you know as, <laughs> as a business that has been in business for twelve years and you move it, it's you know you're gonna always lose business but you know literally you know people call where are you where are you guys at and i'd walk out i'm waving at you like, oh
3: you know i do that and, today yeah and funny thing is like you guys uh, when
1: would you guys move oh six like oh crap you know they, they haven't realized right. we've moved so yeah people sometimes just don't pay attention you know? yeah right <laughs> it's the
2: truth though you know and having a small business it's cool to hear like how long you guys have been around. I mean, I'm sure I see. I don't know because I mean, there was tackle shops by me. I never paid attention when, mm-hmm. when I didn't fish. So I knew save on Tackle's been Save yeah, on tackle. Yeah. Fisherman's access been there for a while. Yeah, I think right. Yeah. And they, they're the ones that, that were by me. There was one in Whittier off a of telegraph, but I don't remember the name of it. It was, it was uh, in the
1: ghetto. Save, save on Wayne's. It was Wayne's tackle. Was it was Wayne's. Then I think Bob it was in the, the ghetto. Yeah. Bought yeah. It, took it, you know, over. And yeah. And, um, Jason's place, you know. Bob's. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Bob's yeah fishing I've been there. Tackle. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. I bought a, a rod a long time ago there. Yeah, as far as far as getting, you know, talking about tackle stores in SoCal, I mean, I, I pretty much one of the babies. you know, yeah. like twenty five years, I think. Jim over at Fisherman's Hardware, he started about 20, maybe a little bit, be, little bit before 40, me, a couple yeah. years when Solomon opened it up. Uh, Jack's a newer store, mm-hmm. Fisherman's Access, you know, uh, but. Most of the stores have been bought and sold or previously yeah. established. Yes. But as far as like new, you know, new stores. And original been, owner. E- original yeah. Owner. Yeah. Being established. So we're, you know, we're kind of one of the babies, I yeah. guess. As far as like walk-in, we'll stay straight up ro- walk-in retail. And you, you made know? a lot of the babies get big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's
2: the cool thing is like you might not like big bass dream all over. Mm-hmm. you've known all over for how long long time yeah. and you watch that i mean he's a very popular like huge
1: you know icon mm-hmm. and, and, and bass
2: fishing so it's kind of cool to
1: see yeah we see a lot of people who start you know and, you know that are now in the industry doing things you know so yeah but just knowing people yeah yeah young guys watch them just mark you know mark either marketing or just grow- going up in the ranks and then you know getting the visibility yeah. and one
2: thing you've done a great you know you're not on instagram though <laughs>
1: me personally i have like nine pictures that's good yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean for it, i so, mean it's lo- hard to I, I you know i'm i'm an older generation guy so how old are you Mark? i'm 48 so you're not that old dude you know I know, <laughs> I know i'm not that old but <laughs> the thing is i'm just so busy here you know a this lot is your people, instagram but people I, I come get, in here and talk to you. My Instagram all day. is the store. <laughs> yeah. People come in, we're that's true social media. Yeah. You know, we're walk people walk in, we interact, you know, we're not interacting on a phone, you know. I mean it's a necessary part of of what's you know, as far as business nowadays, you know, as far as information. Um, you know, but I, I'm just it's just time wise I've got, I'm always busy, so I just, I don't have the time to sit down and get on Instagram or you post know, something or, and yeah. just sit there. And then, and two like, you know, learning all the, you know, the marketing, like the business aspect of the marketing features and how it works and reading. Yeah. And it's like, that's why a lot of larger companies have, you know, people that do it for them. Yeah. It's hard to do it. You know, for, you know, if you're a small business owner, especially in the summertime, cause I'm, I'm on the floor, <laughs> I'm out here yeah. hustling, you know, we're all out here selling and talking to customers and, you know, and I still got a lot of paperwork and bills to do. So, a lot of people, some customers come. Oh, he's never here. It's like yeah, okay, because uh, I'm, I'm hiding. Doing, I'm yeah, hiding yeah, upstairs. Because bill, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like all the pa- there's just, just paperwork. The on. Paperwork's <laughs> gnarly. You oh, know, in fact, I was talking to uh, Roger Eckhart. You know, um, anybody knows he used to you know manage uh, Save on Tackle mm-hmm. for for Solomon for years. And he moved over to Pacific Tackle. And we're talking about, you know, this business is, he's been in his whole life too. And, and you know, just talking about how much busy work uh, a retail environment is, a store, because of the amount of merchandise you have to manage. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You know. It's a lot of SKUs. A lot of SKUs we have. And we're not even a big store, you know. And I feel um, like it, it could change too with uh,
2: with all these little companies making little baits too uh Mm -hmm. going being able to order them straight online Mm -hmm. kind of uh, that takes away the uh going to the tackle shop to buy it yeah right i feel like a lot of the times just my own personal opinion like if for say a company has you know whatever product it is it kind of takes could take away from your sales if they have it online that could affect sales too correct I and mean, I mean, that's yeah. I, maybe maybe when you're a, you're a smaller company, you have an opinion on that, Joe? Too?
0: A little bit. Yeah. I think it it does and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like f- everything has to come full circle. Yeah. You know, like those things are all going to fade out, you know? Yeah. So we like Mark's saying, like we're still here. Yeah, you know? we're still here. So we're obviously doing something right.
1: Yeah. When, I, I think it, we're also guys. You know, we're not we're not women. We yeah. don't like buy stuff and return Are you it. Sure? Buy stuff and return <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: sometimes I a mean, hair in here,
1: <laughs> but you know what I am saying. It's like I am a hands on. I gotta see. Like I want to go look at something. Yeah. You know, unless I cannot find it locally, then I'll buy it on the internet. You know, yeah. if it's something where I just can't get, where well, I am forced to, I will. But. I want to look at it or maybe ha- ask a question about it. Like what, you know, what is this for? How does it work? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I think that's part of the retail feel. I mean, yeah, I mean that the prices, you know, at times are getting tough, you know, everybody's yeah. getting their piece of pie. So people are, you know, really, you know, looking out for themselves for the best deals and certain stuff we see there's not we can do about but when it comes to information you're not going to get that mm-hmm. information you know you can read about a description but it's not that doesn't help it, i can tell it, you right it now to, to a person no.
2: like when i'm reading i'm like dude i don't fucking know what they're you know i yeah. read something one guy's like oh you got to go heavy really heavy this guy mm-hmm. oh you got to go how the fuck do i know because you're telling me one thing i'm yeah. reading it it's like a, it's like text messaging someone and someone being fucking mad or maybe they didn't mean oh, it that yeah. way. Yeah. You could uh, read it that out of way. You know, exactly. take reading the actual, you know, uh, information that way, which is why, like I'd always try to say, Hey, go to the tackle shop when you can. But like you said, times are changing and it's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Let's uh, talk about, so you're locally who, who sells triple shots? You're one of the first guys to have triple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. We were, how did that come about? Uh, did you reach out to him or did you no, fish? No, I mean it, it's kind of a crazy backstory to everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, I actually named the bait. Uh, when Scott got the bait, he gave me some samples. I had the first samples, and it was oh a, no way. Yeah, what lake were you a, fishing then? Um, when I first had them, it was actually Casitas. Really, I had one bait at Casitas. I just got my Ranger boat. I was uh, um, what year was it? This was uh, December '05. Okay, 2005. Um, Or no, I'm sorry, '04. Okay, December 2004 because it was in '05. So I was breaking in the motor. I did a uh, it was a memo deal. Tom Matsunaga Mm -hmm. basically was on. uh, Got the boat through anglers. Mm -hmm. I ordered it the way I wanted it. And basically a memo deal is that he's basically, you know, fishes the boat and then I buy it. But I pretty much was going to buy it anyway, so I got a great deal. And he fished it during the tournament circuit. Getting back to the store, you know, fishing it. We fished and I was throwing it and it was, um, actually I didn't throw it. I had it on the deck. I was working a tube and, and Tom was, I want to come up, you know, because he knew I was breaking the boat in. He tied it on and it was like, he actually caught like two or three. He actually the first guy to catch some fish on it, that bait. Like he caught two like. This was five. like the prototype.
2: Mm-hmm. This was like this, like the, the carved one. Like this is what I made. This yeah. This see wow. how
1: it worked. It was, was it a, painted? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay, a, it was just a lip. I still have that bait. Or oh, no, hey. I'm sorry, I don't have that bait. I I digress. I don't have that boat. Oh. I was pissed because he actually busted it. All. Oh shit! <laughs> and the funny thing is, was he got like three or four fish on it, and he, uh, he just, it just said see ya. And, uh, and, uh, the Uribes were out there, Big Joe and Little Joe. I was really good friends with them. I I fished a lot with Big Joe was my tournament partner, Little Joe. Um, and I wanted to show him the bait, but Tom lost the bait and I was like, oh my God. So anyway, um, I was able to get another bait and that week I went from Casitas to Paris to Diamond Valley (laughs) and, um, it caught fish at every lake crazy it was the craziest thing ever were you catching what size fish uh they weren't like trophy fish three to five pound fish but like in the middle of (laughs) december yeah this funky little lipless looking jointed bait and this Um, had no name at the time no and and, and he was like well what yeah like what should we call it and i go what's three pieces triple let's call it the triple trout yeah that's kind of what stuck as far as the name so Uh, The second time I remember remember it was, uh, I think we're, I can't remember if it was my boat or, I think it was my boat. It was me, Scott Whitmer, Terry Battisti. Terry and Scott were in the front. Uh, Terry Battisti used to uh, uh, write for uh, Inside Line, which was a Gary Yamamoto projection. Uh, He also had his own worm company. He was doing stuff, uh, some writing and stuff. and Mm -hmm. was Scott Whitmer's, you know, childhood friend. He wanted to come out and we had this new bait. So they had all the good baits. You know, th- I go. You guys are in the bow, whatever. They're up on the bow throwing, and I, I go. What? What's this one? He's oh, it's really heavy. I'm like okay, so I just throw it. <laughs> Literally, we, so we. Pull. I. It's crazy. I remember pulling out of, you know, pulling out, and then we're turning there at the, you know, flagpole point there from the yeah. marina, and they're throwing parallel in the bank, and I just fired this thing off the corner way the out there and let it sink. Click it in gear. Wine, wine, stop. Wind. Oh, I'm on. I'm like first cast <laughs> it's not big it's like a three pounder but it's like what the hell and yeah it's like so they're throwing the good ones i'm throwing this wacky heavy one that's kind of not even really refined mm-hmm. and i think i had three or four fish on it and they got a couple on there so that that bait was pretty crazy and wow. that's kind of how it started with that thing and then went to diamond valley and just crushed them on it yeah um and i remember a tournament that uh doing an angler's i think it was a anglers, uh, or national bass there, me and big, uh, Joe senior, mm-hmm. Joe Uribe senior. And it was just really crazy, you know, windy, nasty, uh, perfect conditions. And we'd actually <laughs> been throwing that bait and little, little Joe had been throwing it and been on him, but we fished that turn. We had, we ended up winning it with the triple trout and we had 37 fish that day. Oh my it's God, like, it was dude. insane. Like I said, none of the fish were at that time that most of those fish were all about three and three quarter to four uh you know four and a quarter i think we ended up winning it with 22 and change and i think i think six or 12 there was only there was like 22 or 24 boats but i believe half the half the field blanked i have to go look at the nash i think it's posted on the the stats yes it's crazy (laughs) and it was wide open and we're just like we're like castings and it's like Dude, we're, we're screwed. Were you trying to hide it in the beginning?
2: Um, like, were you like, Hey, keep it down. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, I you're
1: fishing, when you're fishing tournaments, you know, you don't really tell people what, what to, you know, what you're using. Not that you could really get them anyway. Yeah. Um, and it took a while for that bait to get out, but when it did, it was like, we had a door to sheet where it was like 60, 80, hundred baits no deep. Yeah, it was crazy. Back order. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Um, uh, so that that's kind of one of those baits i've seen in the store that just you know kind of you know kind of went that's well,
2: amazing though because you kind of like saw the whole growth and now it's so big yeah it's a great bait it's like know? one of the
1: you know yeah first it's it's one of the it's one of the you know first uh you know definitely one of the first lipless style swim baits i i don't recollect of any other ones that were you fishing like it. big swim baits before that uh yeah i had been what were you been. fishing before that um, it was, you know, the HUD stuff, the rubber bait stuff, you know, the castaic, you know, the normal, all that stuff. There was actually, before that, it was the generic trout. I believe it was, uh, Jerry Rago and Scott Whitmer. They had, they kind of. Something mm, like that? Yeah, they they kind of put their heads together, came up with some, with some swim baits that we sold quite a bit of. And really? so there's a lot of different, there's a lot of history. Yeah, a lot that of people stuff. don't know
0: that those guys Built baits together for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right? collaborated, yeah.
1: and no way. And yeah, everybody still cool. Yeah, yeah everybody kind of. Yeah, everybody kind of went their own ways. But um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of cool stuff. And then, then Big Joe, um, you know, did some stuff with. They took the the Osprey style bait and they called it the Eagle, and that was a great wake style bait. I think and, uh,
2: Kyle Grover talked about that. Yeah, when
1: he was, they kind of had one of the first. Yeah, it was generation. You know, people say, "Oh, they copied my bait," but in a sense. A lot Who's, of those guys. Bait was that beef? originally? It was the Osprey. It was a flat top wake bait with a um, with a line through. You okay. know, it was a sleeve type of setup, and then um, Joe saw how it worked, but saw that it also was ripping apart. A lot of the problems with the the hand poured customs. What were the harnesses mm-hmm. back then? Nobody really could figure out a really good harness where you could. You know fired all dang without it ripping out, yeah. so you had to, you know, and then two the baits, the, the materials. If you laid them in the box, if you're gonna fish a tournament or you yeah. fish them, you had to boil. I was boiling baits at night, you know, to straighten them out, hanging them, and so they were kind of a, a lot of work.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards, the longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
1: you know to get to swim correctly um you know but once you figured it out it was kind of what you had to do so you know seeing seeing all the get, different types of in the right there. <laughs> seeing all the different <laughs> types of you know swim baits in the marketplace and how they started or how they evolved from maybe one guy was saying oh you copied my bait but they made changes to it to make it better you know where originally they they didn't so do you think that's okay
2: like do you think i mean th- do you know what I'm saying? Like if you take something. I'm Japanese. <laughs>
1: Japanese people do. They take something that's good and make it better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just what anybody does, yeah, right? That's what i think. What I think when you, when you take a bait, you know, or, or you take something, something that you're used to fishing, and, you, and you're really fishing it, and you, you really learn the bait, mm-hmm. you're going to find that you're going to need to start making changes to it to get it to where it's like perfect. yeah. And anybody who fishes competitively knows that 100%, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're, you're, you, you need that bait to be 100%. You know, it's different if you're fun fishing or if you're really hardcore fun fishing, but anytime you're putting your money up. It's like, dude, you need to get with the program because you're on somebody else's clock. <laughs> which changes you know? it a lot for... Yeah, competitive for fishing the, is... It, yeah, and then... The he, Instagram uh, fishermen. Uh, in yeah. yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, anytime you involve money, you also see the bad side of that. Right. You know, in um, which you could go on. that. That's, I mean, that's probably been discussed a million times on your podcast. Did you uh, you fish tournaments until what year did you stop? kind of fishing about oh 708 because it just got really slow in here and i didn't have the staff I you just wanted to time. work you needed to work. yeah i needed, you needed, needed to, to run work. the business yeah. yeah you're like
0: alone in there at that time for the most for a part.
1: while yeah. solo huh yeah it no was way. pretty it tough slow. it was really really tough but we made it through yeah you, know, you just kind of when did you go get go here joe how long oh. has it been Almost six
0: years. Really? Come on, six yep. years. I want. Were you coming here before that though? No, no. We have a little joke. When I first came, <laughs> yeah, he said I was all vibing and all weird. I'm like, <laughs> I'm what? All that's not me. I asked about custom rods and three fifty five five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Oop. man, it makes it me sound like that. the the rod Nazi or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I was like, whoa, just like uh, the uh, soup Nazi, but the yeah, rod like Nazi. 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 I'm, you I'm like, that's anybody who
1: knows me. I'm still like in my head. I'm like, that's not me
0: like uh do you have like pro staff rods you yeah, saw, like justin <laughs> reynolds old rods in the back like because i'm a surfer so you're always gonna get boards. yeah like, now nah, they're 355 at five weeks <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but he had sweet beavers and i had them around here so i bought uh, <laughs> so a couple bags of those
2: oh that's funny dude so that's a cool and then you guys started talking after that
1: it was at the fred hall show yeah actually I, yeah, yeah i was
0: going there to to do some other look for work. I was out of work. I, I had a handyman business mm-hmm. and it was kind of slow. Um, and then I went in and, and Todd from uh, bass underground and on yeah. taco surf had t-shirts in Mark's booth. So okay. he asked me if I could help him at the booth and I said, yeah. And, and so I just kind of just helped in the booth. I helped, you know, I didn't run the register, but I just helped bag stuff a little bit when guys needed breaks. And I just kind of hustled in the booth. I, I don't know. I guess Mark saw that maybe, or I, I don't know. Yeah. And he knew I needed work. Yeah. So
1: kind of, that's it started, where it started, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where it started. That's and cool. It's like I'm a stepping stone for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. As well. well, Joe's hasn't stepped off this <laughs> stone yet. yet. Not, Not yet. yet no. but, <laughs> yeah. but people, you know, they Lifer. come in and Ooh. then they move on to other careers within the industry. Yeah. yeah and that's what I'm, yeah. I'm, really I'm cool. Well,
2: I don't think, I think you you help guide people a lot too. You have great advice, Mark. She's a therapist. We have therapy sessions over yeah. here on the right. <laughs> just want to go fishing. <laughs> the best therapy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Get out there. So 2007, you kind of stopped uh, the whole. whole lot. Yeah, it's just because of the you know I didn't have the the volume of business, so I had to really focus and you know just it you know it kind of uh, that's when it got uh, slow. Uh, yeah, for the, every, the shop uh, the shop, and then you know so. No more fun fishing stuff. Which was help I mean it did help because at that time, you know, it was also crazy. People were spending money on everything. Yeah. But being out and fishing, you know, and talking to people it was always it was always a lot of fun. I kind of missed that, you know. Yeah. Were you doing the calico thing too then? You know, I never com- I never did the SW. Not not stuff. competing, but like oh yeah, fishing, yeah. Oh, like yeah. the guys were oh, fishing. Yeah. I mean, well, I've known Jack Soul forever. Yeah. You know. Um He's always in the shop, and you know, all you know, everybody comes in the shop, you know, who's been, I mean, like, uh, I remember, uh, <laughs> uh call him the beak. Eric Land is fine, you know. I remember when he were, used to be a deckhound on the victory, when he used to go to West, West Coast Tackle, when he hears this, he's, he's probably going to start laughing. And I remember our first Calico Bass tournaments, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to bring my his Wham Fishy setup with like eight and 12. I'm like, dude, you can't use Isaac, all i tool him. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. You know? And I know he's going to laugh when he hears it. But, I mean, now he, him and, and Matt, they do awesome, you know. Um, so it's kind of one of those things you see, you know, all your acquaintance and people and see how they grow within, within the industry. I love
2: hearing you guys do each other's voices. That's my favorite thing. Like when dudes go, Oh. Decker, and they do Decker's voice, or O, oh. E, B, or O, you know, like, yeah. whoever it is, and they do his voice, you know? Right. <laughs> and every Joe's a good well, well, all you guys know each other for so long. Mark's a like, good Seahawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny to see, because you guys have such a long relationship with everyone, you know, Yeah, like all these yeah. guys. You know, yeah. you've been, the yeah. Calico thing, I feel like it's, maybe because I've noticed more, but I feel like it's gotten really big over the last five years six years right
1: yeah. i think mostly this sp- the spotty thing just i think because, it
2: goes hand in hand kind of right yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean yeah. yeah
1: i mean there's yeah there's there's definitely you genres. don't have, to have a boat to fish but yeah. yeah the spotty thing's really like kind of kind of open you know all the kids getting into yeah. it because you know you don't need a lot of you know it's all shore pounding you know yeah so which is kind of
2: that's how i got into calico fishing yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went down to Huntington Harbor when I got my boat. I didn't know what I was doing, and I just started throwing those little mini hammers. Mm-hmm. I caught, like, a two and a half pound on the eight pound, dude. I was like, oh, my God. What yeah, the fuck is so this? sick. I tell my uncle, I'm not going freshwater fishing <laughs> with your ass anymore. I go fucking 20 minutes <laughs> down know. to Huntington Harbor. Yeah. Freshwater fishing is yeah. different. It's a different game.
1: It's definitely a different game. Oh, I know. You know? I've seen it with Joe, and I, I've tried. Like, I just tried. <laughs> it, it, I came it, in here, it, and you guys me up. And, yeah, it's... It, it, it's it, if. You know, for anybody who's never really freshwater bass fished, and I mean, most people do, there's a park you can go to, but you really don't, you know, unless you, it's weird, like competitive fishing is really what really opens your eyes to like, you know, know, fishing efficiently. It drives you. You can't be a lazy ass. You can't just you know you have to figure it out you you know um if you if you want to win um you you know there's just so many different aspects and it's weird because you go on this little lake that's like no more than two miles long you can go on the ocean and as tough as it is you know you're going to get something you can always work and get something on a lake you know i remember doing tournaments where where i did it with uh Manny Bruno, um, Manny Bruno, senior. There used to be his son and his dad used mm-hmm. to fish and fishing with them. And then your Um I remember doing a Paris tournament. We never got bit, you know. In fact, uh, we, me and Big Joe, did a SoCal teams pyramid. We never got bit. That is just That's like crazy. so humbling, um, you know. And on the backside, dudes weigh like sixteen pounds, you know. And it's like you're just like, what lake was I fishing? Yeah. But on the same side, you know the the On the other side of it is winning a tournament. You know, like a perfect example is that triple trout bite, you know. And and all day you're like laughing because, dude, this is wide open. But you're also going, dude, we're screwed. Because if it's this wide open, it's got to be wide open for everybody. And then when you get back, you're like, what? Like, oh, you look at like they didn't weigh. They didn't weigh anything. One guy weighed two fish. You know, a couple teams weighed three. You're like, what the hell? And you end up winning it. You know, it's like, you know, I've been on both sides of the fence and it's one of those things on a lake. It's like, man, you know, well, with fish, you always realize there is a bite going on somewhere. You have to figure it out. And if you've ever looked at any tournament when it's tough, there's always one team that gets them you know Someone in, tu- in, tu- it out. Someone in it tough out, yeah. conditions you know yeah. uh and then there's usually a guy that's usually a little bit behind him and then the, it just drops way off you know as far as like freshwater tournaments especially typically in the fall it's pretty pretty tough when you get the shad stuff going october november uh you know lately it's been really weird because of our warmer water in the yeah. ocean it's been affecting our our best our coastal fisheries our lake fisheries so and now you're a big lobster guy too huh yeah, I try. I'm learning. You know
2: what thing that that you guys even I heard Joe today
0: when you were weighing that one in. Oh yeah, we um, had a lobster come in today. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> it was, did. Uh, it was fucking nine huge, dude, three, five. Nice. But it was a male, so it's it's Tails, carapace yeah. It Was yeah.
1: Giant. I figured with all the <laughs> Real, rain, they'd be yeah. They'd be out crawling. You. So the
2: thing that I always go like add John Curry in and, and mm-hmm. were talking, and I'm like. He's like I mark the ones you know that say like Long Beach. <laughs> yeah. But then you I heard you go, well the lobsters kind of have a filtration system somewhat, right? As far as What us. are we talking about? Like you know if you yeah, get I heard
0: they 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 can they push their toxins yeah. out or something. Is that true? Yeah,
1: I was reading they don't they don't seem to carry like cancerous stuff, you know, like or hev- you have you eat metals. them out of Long Beach? Yeah, I have. And, you don't think yeah. it's bad? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, Officer's I mean, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, they're, they do taste different. And I'll tell you, Catal- Catalina ones typically are a lot, it's not like a sweet, but a cleaner taste. It's because of their diet. I think yeah. in the harbor, it, there's more of an iodine mm-hmm. type of, but it's not noticeable. To me, yeah. it's like, you know, I've actually had, and it's, and it's weird at certain times of the year, too like later in the season i notice a lot of bugs are cleaner cuz they're all moving mm-hmm. you know um they definitely look like they're moving cuz they're super clean they're not like dark they're really light um and they do taste different because i i i, I they people think lobsters just do they sit there no they're like fish they move yeah, yeah they totally move you know that's why they're they're hard to figure out. God, <laughs> no, man. They're stupid. And I mean, I can't figure them out this year. I've like Have you gone her. a couple times this year. Yeah, it's been yeah. brutal on my stuff. I've got some outside middle stuff, and yeah. I've kind of figured out with the water being like five degrees above normal. Stuff's been all in the back harbor, and I haven't been going back there. Yeah, in fact, I got a call the other day from john he's like yep they're probably on your stuff yep. <laughs> I, this was tough for me i'm like you're like harbor lobster master he's like just letting you know i'm like okay my stuff's probably there yeah but i haven't been since so yeah but yeah john's he's, he's you've he's, done that your whole life too lobster fishing or no or i just, just started, started i just started like four years ago really? so i have a lot to learn I and mean, yeah the, well i, I looked there in the same damn family as a spider how the hell do you Pattern a spider, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an Good arachnid. Point. People do you it, you know. It's right. like yeah, so it, it's it's cool. I mean, it's Harbor, yeah, it's, dude. Why don't you just go to the island? It's like a sixteen foot boat, you know. I'm not running the island if I don't get them. I'm I'm happy. I'm also okay with not getting them. Yeah, you know, guys are so focused on catching fish that they're missing the opportunity to learn something. Because when you don't get them, you learn a lot. You know, you eliminate, you basically eliminate, you, you, you basically, you'll figure out why they aren't there, you know? Um, and for me, it's that warm water. They're just not out there up in that. They're all talking to a bunch of divers, just kind of like, where where have you guys been? Everybody's going to get, you know, divers been like zero to 10, 12 feet in the typical zone. Yeah. And the guys that are on the hoops, you know, in the back of the Harbor, it's like, they're all that man-made muscle stuff. You know, um, I just, my stuff's out in the middle of nowhere. And they're just not out there. Yeah, you know. Now with the rain and that that fresh water flushed them out. And like I said, it's kind of funny that John called me. He's like, <laughs> I struggled. I'm like, you struggled? <laughs> he never struggled. <laughs> and he's like, just go here. I'm like, I'm not going to your stuff. It's
2: your stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> you it's know? a learning lesson. I think that's a good a good piece of advice too, because I mean,
1: yeah, I mean lately,
2: people- I mean, fuck, I've I've went out a couple times and skunked. You know, I'm like, ah. Oh.
1: That's it's, it's you, learn, you learn something that day, yeah. right? You know a lot of people, you know they they just want the information too. They don't want to work for it. You, I mean that's.
2: But cool. I feel like I always come back. Instagram kind of made it a little different, like instant. Yeah. You want everything instant? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's dude. I went today. surf fishing when I first started for like a year and never caught. I think I caught like a couple perch. i was aiming for help Mm -hmm. i didn't know about the lucky craft Mm -hmm. there was no instagram not this is 10 years ago something i found about lucky craft and then fucking it all changed you know like yeah which i feel like is you learn maybe you get that little piece and then like you come to the tackle shop you know they kind of give you that little piece and then you go from there which i it's something that we'll see how it goes in the future right yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so Debbie Downer over <laughs> <up> here. <laughs> it's easy to do, though, right? <laughs> you guys are going to be at Fred Hall this year, too, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll be there.
1: Yep. Be Every year we go. Yeah. And I'll be the, I'll be in San Diego as well. Are you going to do both? Yeah. I oh, great. Did, doing you, did you do both last year? Yeah. 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 And the year before. Yeah. I oh, like wow. San Diego. Though. Have you
2: ever done um, uh, Bakersfield? No. No? No. no so this it a lot smaller? A,
1: it's a tougher market up it's there. More of a hunting show too. is it yeah. up there? Yeah,
0: a lot more gun guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Huh. I liked it. Last year's
2: was cool. Did you go to Bakersfield? No, I went to the one here. But uh, was also, your first one, right? Yeah,
1: I, it was like weird. Yeah, it was a little little. I think I overloaded. Yeah, I think it was just you too know, much. You know that that it's there's so many people there. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's it's. It does get to where, man. With all those people, you have to—you definitely have to be a people person. Oh man, and you got to be talking to get, everyone. You can up. get very overwhelmed, yeah. you know. And <laughs> I me, need to it's take like, walks. like yeah. <laughs> for me, it, you know, being there, it's like I don't get to interact with my customers much because I'm, you know, I'm behind the register, ringing people up. San Diego, though, if you guys are, you know, yeah, uh, around down, I think it's the end of the month. Come and visit me. I like that show. It's so laid back. It's so mellow. That's what I heard. I can totally just hang out with, um, you know, hang out, talk to guys, um, you know, and it's just, that's, that, I I, I like that show, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just a really cool, mellow show, and, you know, like I said, I get to interact with people, Mm -hmm. you know, and talk fishing.
2: Yeah. So. That's the one I I think I might try this year instead, just because I heard it's a lot calmer too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nothing against the
2: one here, I just... Try it's do something good to different go for right? a day yeah. though. Yeah. Well, come on down, man. Yeah. Hang yeah, out. I don't know. <laughs> you it's got fun a down there. Chair in our booth. So. Do, uh, yeah. How about do you remember when uh Pearl came in here because you what other swim baits do you carry except Pearl? Only
1: Pearl? Uh Big Hammer. Okay. So yeah. before Pearl, did you have We had just Big Hammer. We before had uh um, no. no, we had fish trap. Did we you? had um, we had Big Hammer. We had wells. Cuz you guys we are were the
2: only people. Pearl. Do you, that's
1: kind of cool, you know like you remember yeah. him
2: coming in here and kind of yeah. showing you the bait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in
1: the day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is awesome like a good story. Yeah. I mean uh, Mike's talked about it and
1: Yeah, just there again another kind of thing is just you don't think about but yeah, just guys who have kind of done I mean obviously Mike's that's not his full-time job. No, no. You know, but um you know, makes a great bait. Uh, yeah. Very consistent. Very Yeah. Very time-consuming. <laughs> to pour. Oh, I yeah, did a whole had, thing. Yeah, I, he let me come crazy. in there and film, and I was like, "Dude, dude this is a lot like of work. It's no joke."
2: Heating up. He had it down so. Oh like, yeah, he's like perfect. Yes. I was like, "Damn, dude, that's because yeah. I've tried. I've tried all this shit. I dorked down before, oh, yeah. like you know, pouring yeah. lead. I've, I'm like, I've done it all. Like just not good, but yeah, I've yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good to do though and learn. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, understand how yeah, done, yeah. It's done or maybe. So I mean, it's it's cool though to hear what when you guys. Like people that love Pearl that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. might not have heard, you know, Mike's story like where, hey, they didn't listen to the episode, but they're going to listen to yours. Like where he kind of came in here and you kind of yeah, helped him move along. On mm-hmm. that. That's that's really cool, you know, because yeah. a lot of a lot of guys have asked about that, too. Yeah. So, you know, no. that's
1: a cool thing. Yeah. About. It's got a great bait. But there again, a lot of, you know, a lot of people that I've known for a long time come to the store. You know, and just seeing seeing them grow within the industry, and some guys come and go, and they disappear. You don't know where they. Yeah, at. right. It, I'm yeah, sure just, there's
2: a plenty of companies that have. Yeah. You know, that you just can't get a hold of them anymore. That people, you know, know. yeah,
1: <laughs> to everyone, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
2: swim baits, you guys kind of have so, a, a pretty decent amount vocally yeah, too.
1: We we used to honestly to be straight. I mean, but now it's everybody's just direct. You know, everybody sells. You know, they're just it's not worth it. Such it really, such a
0: tough. Yeah, oh, you know, that they, one kind well, of changed. you think over the internet thing? Absolutely. Yeah, because of yeah. that,
1: because they can market direct to people, and so you know it's harder to get, you know, get baits and and offer that. So and, and you just everybody have to, makes a bait too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Which is okay, but just, yeah. I mean
2: everybody makes
0: yeah. a bait. Yeah. It yeah. Seems like.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like that's with swim yeah. baits too. But that stuff even goes though.
0: like I was saying earlier. It's all full full circle. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to filter itself out. The yeah. Ones that are, into it and 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 truly want to make it, you know. Yeah, are gonna still be here, and then yeah. they'll maybe, you know, go. Hey, I want to be in a shop or
2: even Irod. You kind of help Irod. You've known Matt for a little while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, for basically knowing him over the years, um, you know, and seeing him, you know, at Bassathon and big in the freshwater market, and kind of said, hey, you know, I think you'd be a great fit. For what we do at the show, and then bringing him into the booth at the show, um, you know, and working with him, and now he's got you know more salt. I told him, you know, I know you're only freshwater, but you're missing out on your saltwater market. There's, you know, there's a market for rods, you know, and you 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 deal with you deal with your manufacturers and your relationships there. You know, you need to come up with something, and you know, and he's he's done he's got the Kaimana series the new bay yeah. rods that he's come out with and you know I know they're doing really well so I was shocked I mean, at,
2: he told me how they they design it like they go back and you know redesign the whole rod mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy man. yeah, yeah. Just, I like, thought it was like hey this blank didn't work try this blank oh no this you know like no, no they make the rod which is wild you've done yeah. that I do you do that with your blanks or do you have a blank that you like I mean you no know, like?
1: when we we have our cut it's the same process you know I mean Um, taking a blank and, you know, obviously you've got to kind of know what genre it's for. Um, And then like for, for the custom stuff, I'm getting feedback from, you know, I used to have, you know, uh, well, kind of somewhat like little Joe was helping me out a lot. Mm -hmm. I know he's moved with Daiwa, Um, you know, David Valdivia. He's still, he's, you know, we still build rods for him, but getting feedback, you know, as far as um, competitive fishing. I mean, he, this year he's the, The FLW FLW Angler of the Year went back to Cumberland, uh, got tenth. Yeah, it's pretty big for somebody who fishes out here, who's been out, who's not really fished out there at all. Yeah, three days of practice and fishes a hundred mile lake and gets tenth. That's awesome. That's tough for anybody. (laughs) I think Rusty Salusky, you know, being here, he went out there and got. I think he ended up at third or something. Yeah, no way. I mean, he's he's a guide, right?
0: No, I'm not sure. sure, Really,
1: but you know, for the West Coast guys to go out. Into their backyard and compete you know so we had you know it was pretty exciting to see the, you know the championship back there but getting back to the rods you know over the years talking to guys that have you know competitive have been fairly competitive at you know different levels of of fishing whether it be a club mm-hmm. or a weekend tournament or you know uh, a western divisional level or even a national level and getting feedback you know like oh you know, I don't like this. Let's change that. So it's kind of help us, um, help me dial in rods better for certain techniques. Yeah, definitely. You know? That's a great feedback too. Yeah, from the guy that fishes that much to, yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, and then fishing myself competitively, understanding like, you know, how, what the rod needs to do for certain things, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember like Joe, he was like stock rod <laughs> oh, yeah. and he was like, Oh dude, this is way too soft. And yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> feel. It's like, <laughs> horrible on these rods. And he was like, yeah, and I go try my, he's like, <laughs> oh.
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> I thought I'm like I got you Loomis's bro. <laughs> and, then, and then I used his and I was like, when can I start making these
1: <laughs> They're just they're just different. I mean it's even so different in even a good way. The weird thing is we still use like Phoenix Phoenix blanks and, no, absolutely. and but we just build them so basic and utilitarian and they're just light. You change the balance of them and it feels like a different rod. Yeah, you know. And uh, how long does Tommy been helping you out? He's been with me probably for, we've been in business 25 years. I think he was gone for like five or six years. Oh, really? Yeah. From the gecko a then? Long.
2: Yeah. Oh. No way. Did he? Did you show him how to rep?
3: Uh,
1: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like he yeah. came in and you kind of took to, yeah. him under the wing a well, little. He used to he... be a deckhand, you know. Yeah. kind of got into rod building, so yeah. Oh, wow. And he pretty much is doing all the rod stuff yeah. now, so. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. A little backstory to hear too. Yep.
2: So you've known him for a long time too? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. Him and his family. That's awesome, dude. Still do his mom's birthday in July. Yeah. (laughs) load up on that Filipino food. (laughs) Lumpia. The lumpia. (laughs) And the pancit. (laughs) Oh, man. Now that I'm fishing, I'm kind of like been like losing sleep. I'm like... So this this big bluefin stuff's been here for the last what six years now. Oh,
2: swordfish too. We can talk about well, that. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> that's kind of like the newest deal. But you know, just it's so busy for me, I can't get the time to get away. But with this whole swordfish thing, it's like oh, it's kind of like crappie fishing. <laughs> it's a bobber and a split shot and a yeah. little mealworm. <laughs> Sounds it's just funny, a little but, one <laughs> but you don't really have to go that far, which is interesting, you know. Um, so I can actually, I'm planning to try to, you know, get a swordfish in my little 16 footer yeah, and, and, awesome. and my buddy, Yeah, you know, he's, he's got a lot of them, so he knows yeah. what's going on. He's going to, you know, kind of, kind of been talking back and forth on ways to rig and mm-hmm. simplify it. And, you know, I've been, you know, YouTubing and just <laughs> looking at everything, you know, the New Zealand fishery, the Florida fishery, a little of that nor'easter stuff and, and basically trying to figure out the best rig for a little boat. I can't buy, you know, I don't have the money to buy a $5,000 electric reel. I have no, I can't, you know, I have to do it completely manual. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure that one out. That's you like know. Decker and... uh my I know fun. this guy's been doing it a lot, Dude. but they haven't got one yet. That's part of the deal. I mean, he just I'm I'm used to that. You yeah. know, I'm used to not I'm used to going out and getting the helmet. So yeah. the the beauty is that I don't have to I don't have to run that yeah, far. Walmart. You know, so what the hell? Voicemail. Did that answer that's FaceTime, wasn't
0: it? it? Sounded like a FaceTime. Right thing. I thought
1: it answered. Yeah, you FaceTime. Oh, oh yeah. That's weird. Pocket <laughs> dial I was like I don't even use FaceTime So weird uh, <laughs> um, But uh, So that's my goal and Yeah Kind of document it Be kind of cool Do like Put on YouTube Um. Yeah Our You know Eventually You know Put a little No not Like an actual Maybe a series I'm kind of Just like Swordfish for dummies Coming from a guy Who's never done it But getting intel Because I mean Everybody has to start From somewhere you Yeah can't, Of course You can't start at the top And work your way sideways Yeah you know, and, of course, tailoring it for my little boat, you know. I, I fish, you know, tune off a sport boat. I fished tune off a little boat. Mm-hmm. Fishing a little tiny boat's a lot different, you know, as far as rods, drags, things like that. Um, so it should be pretty exciting. So that's kind of my project. When are you going to start doing that? Um, Real soon here because <laughs> <laughs> summer Small time's window, coming. Small window, right, yeah. I, the good thing is this swordfish fishery seems it's pretty much a year-round really? thing, I think. Uh, Has this just
2: been recently that it's been a bigger thing, the swordfish thing? Or just I think, it
1: well, as far as like really gaining popularity, I think it was Charlie Albright Brian, during, the, during Masters, the Masters. They had, they the had four, four fish, um, and it and it's it's not like I you know there's there's guys out there probably been doing it like with anything for three four prior to this that have mm-hmm. been getting them. It's like oh man, now everybody's yeah. doing it, and yeah, there's just guys. You know, (laughs) um, you know, so it's like, God, they just blew our stuff up. And, you know, um, it's kind of like the Harbor Lobster thing, you know. But it's like anything. It's 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 like anything, right? Yeah, it's like anything, you know. Um, There again, too, I mean, um, they, they, you know, I haven't done it yet. And I'm hoping I'll have a shot at one, you know. Um, But you have to be persistent. You know, a lot of guys will go do it and say, screw this. I don't want to do it again. You know, if you really, um, you know, if you love fishing, like you said, you can take away what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was an area that wasn't right. You know, um, if you're persistent and you're smart about it, uh, you'll figure it out. Um, unfortunately, with fishing, the only way you learn in fishing is by catching. <laughs> so there's, are going like, to fish, right? Yeah. There's, well, there's there's so much doubt in your head yes. as you know as my bait ride because you're not getting you're not getting bit. Yeah. So you start to change things, and then you know if you're not putting it in the right area, it doesn't matter if you've got the best rig in the world. You're not going to get bit. You know. Um, but it seems like I, I've been kind of seeing some guys that have been a number of times, nine or ten times, and they get that fish. Yeah. You know, or they've hooked one and they've lost it. There's, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Eric and, and Decker, mm-hmm. you know, I know they, they haven't, I don't know if they've got bit yet, but they haven't had an opportunity at one yet. And those guys know their stuff. So, yeah. you know, um, it's one of those things. And then, you know, talking to the the um, towboat U.S. guy, Ricky, was saying, not one of his buddies called, oh, he'd never Done. It went out by himself. Hook one. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a random thing. Yeah, and then reading all the peer research on them. You know how quickly they grow. The water's really cold, so they're pretty ravenous. You know, I think if you have the, um I think if you have the area, uh, you know, if you are in the right area, as long as and you I can feel like get it's your, doing your homework, you are saying it right now. How much? Yeah, homework I am doing a lot. I am going to go do it. Do no, it. How how the, the equipment yeah. is uh, the equipment. I mean, it's big game equipment. Yeah. Even though I've got a little boat, it doesn't seem as drastic as fishing and bluefin mm-hmm. because you, you, you're going to need kite, you know, the way, the way they've been, it's kite stuff. I mean, my boat won't even go that far. I don't have the range, you know, fuel cost, you know, for me, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, uh, the different areas I can fish. I mean, 10.1 nautical miles, That's like nothing, you know, that's the farthest area mm-hmm. from a, from a, from a harbor opening. You know, all the stuff up and down the coast is right here. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of it. The problem is there's a lot of coast. There's a lot of area you can potentially catch a fish. Where do you start? It's just the learning process. You have to start somewhere, you know. It's going to happen sooner or yeah. later, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then, uh, I guess I'll be like, okay, well, I didn't well, didn't learn anything. I spent a lot of time and money and gear. Which happens. But, but you know, a, you cannot be in a pessimist to yes. be a fisherman you have to be an optimist yes um so you know just doing as much research as i can you know looking at youtube stuff looking at the way guys rig there's always the the silver lining in the cloud you'll pick out the best stuff you know of course fishing's subjective you look at guys that you know they all they're all doing it different and they're catching them yeah so that tells me that you know it, it more boils down to your time on the water which is right right area right time you know, um Which is so. the biggest takeaway I think from an- anything you can learn
2: from any episode time on the water. Yeah. Time on the water.
1: Yeah. The more time yeah. you
2: have on the water, the more you're gonna learn, right?
1: I mean Yeah, so maybe the next podcast I'll have some pictures and talk about my little story, but yeah. That's my goal, you know. That'd be really cool. And I just you know, it's kinda of one of those things it's like I actually don't wanna kill the thing. You know, I'm like, I just Do you can't. have to? I mean, no. You, no. Did, when
2: you pull it up, it doesn't fuck the fish up. No. No. no, no,
1: no, no. They did a lot of studies where they put satellite tags on them. They did mortality So you might pull research. one up and just... You could just, yeah, cut back. it off or release it or, you know. That's the goal probably, huh? You yeah. don't like swordfish? It's okay. I, I mean, it's good, but I like rockfish. You like rockfish? Yeah, rockfish <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> rockfish and calico bass. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, yeah right? Calico. Spotties. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> I heard they're good. Probably uh, Actually... We used to do trips down to Mag Bay and spotties down there are a nuisance, like ridiculous. No way. It's like, and they're not big. They're those, a lot of them are that little six to like 14 inch stuff. Yeah. But we used to do their Mag Bay trips for like barjack and snook. And Mm -hmm. I remember fishing there. We stayed uh, in a place called San Carlos, Mm -hmm. um, which is on Mag Bay. And we're taking the pongas out of there and it was like, I mean, you could see them everywhere in the mangroves just it's sick. And so, you know, you have a jerk bait that has three hooks on it, right? You'd literally catch every cast. You get three and you're like, for the first like two or three casts, you're like, that's awesome. Then you realize like, I didn't bring any extra split rings or hooks. They rip all your hooks off. Then you're like, dude, now I have no hooks and it takes you more time to take all three fish off than it does to, to actually catch them. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, they totally jack your tackle. So, uh-huh. um, it's like down there, but then we're like, oh, there's so many of them. I'm like, let's try, it. dude. They're they're really good. <laughs> At least the ones down that's, there.
2: Well, that's what I heard
1: because they eat, it's all because there's it's a huge shrimp uh, shrimp deal oh,
3: down there. It? Yeah, all the it's, that so that's Kobe's why they taste so good It's
1: a shrimping okay. is a huge uh, sh- uh, like a giant shrimp farm. You wow. know, they traps everywhere, so those yeah. things taste like shrimp. They're awesome. Ooh. Yeah, so people are like oh, I eat spotties. Well, if you went down there and you've ever fished, you'd be like, holy crap, they're like they're. You can't get away from them. That's crazy. You try to catch other stuff, you can't because all you catch is spotted bay bass. Like it doesn't matter low tide, high tide, they're just, you're like, what the. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy they're how just many there huh? they're everywhere. You want to learn how to fish for spotties, Go down there. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not yeah. really, huh? Because it just no, you everything. won't. Yeah, <laughs> you could throw <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I've never seen so many spotted bay bass in my life, dude. That's yeah, it's, awesome. It's, it's, yeah, we did a bunch of trips like that. That's one yeah. cool thing about having the shop was, you know, doing some of those meeting trips. people too. I'm yeah, sure. you meeting to meet a so lot people. of great people. Yeah. Getting to you know fish and do travel trips and. You know, like fishing Baja, fishing, you know, Mm Cedros, some long range stuff, fishing the Sea of Cortez, which I want to get back to is, you know, fishing Cabrilla, (laughs) Pargo. God, those things are so much fun. It looks like it. I've seen a lot of pictures of it. Completely destroyed you.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know. Just catching those yellow fins I caught this year. I was like, fuck, man. Dude, yeah. That
2: was crazy for me right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Tuna fishery. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mark. Thanks for cool. coming on, oh, man. Yeah. It's
2: been a fun podcast. Yeah, awesome. Um, so keep it ear out for... You could check them on Instagram, Performance Tax. Yeah, we'll post up for this yeah, seminar. We'll do something. And then uh, seminar, we'll keep an eye out. We'll promote the, that. I, I don't know if we'll be able to do it before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll just say it again. But it definitely... Yeah, yeah no, it'll definitely or if be... You have a we're date, doing it. If you yeah, have yeah, a date by the time it. this comes out, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll play it on that, okay. that one, yeah. Awesome. So thanks again, Mark and Joe. Thank you for all your help. You helped out a lot the podcast, too. We even have yeah. uh, funny blooper videos of us trying to do a, p- a fishing show. Oh, pilot. yeah, that's right. I'll have oh, to release one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll release one. Uh, Whatever happened with that? I'm uh, just sitting still. there. I have, yeah. the, I have the video. just sit there. Just wow. Sitting there. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I have some funny shit from it, yeah. So maybe on this one I'll, I'll release uh, some video. Oh, or a little interview. Yeah, yeah. like a little that's preview cool. of us <laughs> not being able to do an interview correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, guys, for all the right. help. I really appreciate it. I
1: appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. All right.